PSOS Radio Podcast. Life issues, artist interviews, and faith. Downloading. Downloading. Now. Mac Brock spending some time with us today at SWS Radio. You might be familiar with some of his songs that he's written. I go come to the altar and do it again. A lot of songs we played here at SWS Radio. But good morning, Mac. How are you? I'm doing well, Scott. How are you doing? So I know you and your wife have two little ones at home. I mean, summer's right around the corner. It's only a matter of time before we hear those words like, I'm bored, right? What are some of your <laughs> I know. favorite it, memories? It feel like a full-time job in the summer to try to find things for your kids to do. Seriously. My wife's on Pinterest all the time. At least that's the excuse she's using. Oh, I'm looking for things <laughs> for the kids to do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, growing up, what were some of your favorite summertime memories when you had your own free time? See, back then it was just like you'd get on your bike and you'd just ride over to your nearest friend's house, spend the whole day there, and then ride home like when it gets dark. Yeah, you had like free reign of the neighborhood. Now we're like afraid to let our kids drive through the neighborhoods anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. It's crazy. And like, I guess like screen time like wasn't really a thing back then. I mean, I, I, we had like Super Nintendo. Yep, yep. You know, back in the day, but... That wasn't, I don't know. I don't remember like spending a lot of time doing that. Now I feel like it's always regulated around, all right, how much screen time have you had? Have you hit your limit yet? And then we got to find <laughs> something else to do after that. <laughs> I, remember, I remember the one summer my brother and I got busted by my mom because he broke the TV because he got mad and hit the Sega Genesis controller right against the tube and scratched right across <laughs> it. It's just like, what are you guys doing? I think my dad actually did that in our house once when I was a kid. I think he was playing Mike Tyson's punch out and he just couldn't beat the last guy. Then he just rage quit and threw the controller. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Mac, you spent over a decade on staff with Elevation Church and through that time wrote a whole lot of songs and you felt God calling you into other areas of life, especially into songwriting. You know, when you think about the power of worship music. It's not about performance. A lot of times people think like, oh, the people on stage are leading us in worship, but it's actually, no, you're the worshipers in the crowd when you're worshiping together collectively. Yeah, I think, man, there's something so special about worship and about God's people singing together the same language of like, exalting him or of declaring like this is what you're capable god like we believe this together there's just something really special about that and so like as worship leaders you know i'm just trying to navigate that in the room and navigate like what is god doing how is our response to his presence in the room right now over these last couple of years, I think a lot of us have rethought the way that we're looking at church and community. You know, whether you're listening to a podcast and listening to some preaching, like, that's great. But, like, being in community with other people, worshiping, that's a whole nother element of growing in our faith. Yeah, it's so important. And I think we were kind of all in, like, survival mode for a bit during, like, quarantine and all that stuff of just trying to figure out how to navigate that new normal. But since, you know, the moment that, like, we could gather back together to worship, like, you feel that just relief. Like, this is what we were created to do is to gather together, to be together. It was just like, I don't know. I just remember the first time I got to do it coming out of quarantine. It's so special and so powerful. And just like a reminder of, like, we can watch church online and we can kind of do what we need to do in certain seasons, but nothing beats just God's people gathering together. 
We're talking with Mac Brock today at SWIS Radio. You know, you wrote a song this last year called What a Good God. And, you know, we were talking about worship just a minute ago. But a lot of times we think about what we want God to be for us. But when we break it down at the center and we approach him in prayer or when we're worshiping him, it's like we forget the goodness of who he is because we're benchmarking him against all these flawed people that we know living in community with us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm fascinated with God's goodness. Because it's one thing like to say that God is great and mighty and powerful and can do whatever he wants to do. Like he's a capable God that created the universe. He can do whatever. And the fact that he chooses like his heart for us is kindness and his heart for us is just love. And so he chooses all that power. You know, I think as humans, we see a power abused so much. We see so many people take advantage of the power that they have. And the fact that God is like the exact opposite, that he uses all of his power for the goodness of his people and for the goodness of his own like holiness. And it's just, I don't know, it's like a fascinating thing that I think goes against our own human nature, which is makes him so awesome. I know you and your wife, Meredith, actually became a foster family recently. Like, tell me about what you've noticed about the goodness of God is you've been fleshing through that because that's a big step for a lot of families. Yeah. Foster care system is a really up and down thing. It's a really up and down process. And they're like really hard days that come along with it and really a lot of like unknown. And I think the thing that we've learned a lot through this process about God is that God loves his people more than we could ever imagine. And so when we look at our foster son, Z, we have to trust that no matter what his outcome is in the whole process, we have to trust that the Lord loves Z way more than I could ever love him, way more than Meredith could ever love him. And we find, even though it's still like a, it's still like a tense situation or, a, you know, has anxiety, has stress, all that stuff, we do find a lot of peace in just kind of coming back to that truth. You know, it's interesting. You're coming through with Lisa Turkers on the Encounter Tour, and one of the churches you're playing is in Vegas on the 20th. It's Friday night, and Hope Church actually has an organization that they started called Fostering Hope, and it's a resource for foster parents in Southern Nevada. It's basically like, number one, what if, if there's a few thousand kids in the foster care system in this area, like what if Christians would be the first ones to step up and say, hey, if we want yeah. to model our values, if we believe that if we believe that Jesus is not just the author and forgiver of life, but also the one that steps in and saves us and restores families, what if we as the church community would go first? And so we'll do training for families that want to explore that. Or if we can't do that ourselves, what if we fund the resources for other families who are willing to foster, who just don't have the resources to go along with that? Man, that is amazing. I love hearing that. I've heard of a lot of churches and have connected with a lot of churches that, yeah, fostering and adoption has become like a huge part of just their model and kind of like what they want to be known for. Um, It's really powerful. So tell me a little bit about the Encounter Tour. So Lisa Turkhurst is going to be sharing. We know she's an amazing author. You're going to be leading worship. And so I know a lot of times you think about Lisa Turkhurst's books and people think women's ministry. But tell me a little bit about what this event's going to look like. Yeah, Lisa is the best. She's amazing. She is an amazing author, but an, an amazing communicator. 
And one of the things that I love about Lisa is how vulnerable and real she is. And she's not afraid to kind of let people in the messiness of life and kind of process that openly with everybody that, you know, she's talking to or writing to. So these nights, it's like a really intimate setting. It's very challenging, you know, like Lisa's story and just like what she shares. It's like convicting and challenging in our spirit, but it's also encouraging because of the way that she just kind of opens herself up to let people in on her process. And then it's just kind of like a night of worship. And so we're going to have, you know, some time of just like dwelling in God's presence, you know, receiving God's presence, and then just receiving like really good truth and really good scripture-based teaching. So I'm really excited about this. I've done a tour similar to this with her a couple of years ago, and so it's just fun to be back with her. You know, Lisa Turkers writes a lot about forgiving what you can't forget. She's openly shared about her husband was unfaithful and having to navigate through that and written books on trying to work through those things because it's reality of where we live in this broken world. And I know a lot of times we lose loved ones or we find marriages that are broken or we just find that our friends break our trust. And and I know earlier this year you've you've written about how you lost three people that were really close to you and your wife. I mean, when you want to keep hope alive, when you just feel like you've seen a lot of loss, what have you noticed about keeping hope and light front and center? Well, I think first off, one of the things that you just mentioned that I want to acknowledge is, is I think sometimes it's easy as believers to want to wait to talk about what we're going through when we're on the other side of it. You know, like when we've already seen victory or we've already seen like triumph over a season, then we'll talk about it. And it's so important, I think, for us to share, like, no, like, I'm actually in the middle of this right now. (laughs) I'm, like, scared right now or I'm hurting right now. And I'm in, you know, just, like, a tough spot. And I'm I'm pressing into Jesus. And I'm still pressing into, like, what the Lord has for me. But I'm still in it, you know? And I think that's been important to me, like, in in the way that I've written my songs, in the way that I've, uh, you know, have a relationship with my wife, have a relationship with my friends is like trying to be vulnerable and honest with like where I'm at in a season right now, not just, Oh yeah, this is something that I struggled with 10 years ago. And now I want to celebrate the victory. That's awesome. Like I love to acknowledge where we've been and celebrate where we are now, but I just think it's so important to, to be open with like what, what's going on in our lives right now. We're talking with Mac Brock today at SWS Radio, and he's coming through on the Encounter Tour in Rialto, California, on May the 21st this month, and on May the 20th at Hope Church in Vegas. And You know, Mac, I saw you share on Instagram recently how you and your wife, Meredith, made this decision to take in a foster child in your home. You know, and I know a big part of that is tough because these kids have gone through a lot of traumatic events a lot of the times, and we know the foster care system brings a lot of challenges, but I love what you wrote. You said, God I can't ever break a promise because if he does, he can't be God anymore. So be weak so he can be perfect. I mean, he's making himself strong through you and me. Now, Mac, for someone who hasn't had to endure the hardship of trauma themselves, but they're trying to love on someone who has, what's God taught you about that experience? It's been definitely like a learning curve for me and for Meredith of just one, just even understanding and like, trying to learn, like, what does it mean for, for like a kid that's experienced trauma? What are like triggers for him? What are 
like the way that he's responding to a situation. How is it, you know, usually it's not like a behavioral thing. It's usually just like a, it's a trauma induced thing. And so we've had to like become educated and part of becoming a foster parent is you do a lot of training for that and understanding about trauma and understanding about how that manifests itself in like day-to-day situations. And so that's a big part for us is just the educational of it, you know, and then rooting ourselves in scripture too, you know, like we can learn all the scientific parts or all the kind of neurological, this is how the brain works. And this is how a kid might be responding as just like an impulse, but we're also rooted in the hope of Jesus. We're rooted in scripture and what scripture says about victory, what scripture says about being weak and God being strong in our weakness. And so I think that that's just like a good balance for us. And it's been, it's definitely been a learning curve, but I feel like we're learning every day, every season we're we're picking up on like better ways to love our foster son Z and just how our family's navigating that season. So now that we're almost halfway through 2022, Mac, what's next for you and your musical journey? Man, halfway through 2022, that's crazy. (laughs) Time just never stops. It just keeps coming and coming. Uh, Yeah, what's next for me is I'm, you know, I'm doing this tour with Lisa. I'm still traveling a lot. I still lead worship, you know, kind of all the time, all over the place. Um, And then I'm recording a new record this summer. I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on the road this fall. Thanks for streaming Scott Harold's podcast from SOS Radio. If if you're one of our regular listeners, would you consider giving it a five-star rating? It really helps spread the word.